0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday,
1: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Audition, side jobs, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey everybody, Rory O'Malley here, living the dream. Thank you so much for listening. My guest this week is Matheny Trico, the Mulligan Madison of the Hamill Tour. Um, Matheny and I did not know each other before the tour, but we have a connection through his brother Gregory Trico, who is currently the, uh, a standby for Burr and for George Washington on Broadway. Gregory and I were at Carnegie Mellon, University at the same time and then Matheny who's a few years younger than us uh, went to Carnegie Mellon as well and he has been on American Idol and he has uh, auditioned and really put his heart into what he loves and this is a really big moment for him being in the show so he was a perfect person for me to begin what I hope is uh, conversations with every single cast member of the Hamilton tour uh, as a part of living the dream, it's such a, an amazing group of people. We are in San Francisco, and they are—they are just so enthusiastic. And I think that you will, when you hear Matheny's story, which is the story of a lot of uh, of the folks in this cast, that when they got the call to be a part of Hamilton, it was such a a wonderful wonderful moment. And uh, I I love hearing Matheny talk about it. So it's great. And and also because Matheny was uh, bartending at the time. And he has been, he is incredibly talented. It's just a wonderful thing when you see someone (laughs) living their dream on a stage who has put in the time and effort and is in the right place at the right moment, right where they're supposed to be. And it's also such a great story because of his brother, Gregory, my buddy from college, who is in the Broadway production, and uh, and that connection as well, as, as you'll see. So please enjoy my guest, Matheny Trico.
0: Or well, there's something that you're like, Matheny got too real on that point, I'm sure you'll lighten things out, or whatever. <laughs> we'll see. <you>. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I will... T- I will definitely be making some some executive decisions. I expect, but um, we'll be fine. This Honestly, is
0: literally a drum room. Sorry. To yeah,
1: new. this is where John drums in the show. Yeah, this is where he drums, and all of the mics, to, you know, so like he can have his sound and. How does he see? He has the Del- monitor Del- Del- right Del- there. Oh my
0: gosh! Bless his heart.
1: I know, right? <laughs> We're in, in Hamilton. Hamilton. We're in American Hamilton. River River. For God's sakes, here we are in glamorous Hamilton in yes. the basement of the Orpheum Theater. Yes. How does that feel? Is that weird for you? Or are you like accepted that, and now it's just a...
0: absolutely not. No. Like it's weird. Actually, like I still when it comes to this show yeah. as many times as we've even done it. There's still an element of not being aware that I'm a part of Hamilton still. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Even when you're signing autographs to people at the end of the show, there's still this, like, I don't know. Maybe because it's, it was so grand and big before I even became a part of it that I still have this, like, kind of. You were of, on the outside yeah. looking in, so. Totally. And I'm like, now, like, I'm in the center of it, and I'm just like, how? How did I end up here? Do you know what I'm saying? Right. No, but, like, it's crazy. It's... Yeah, I mean,
1: and we're just a week after our opening. That's so it. It's going to feel.
0: Like this for a while. It's I'm gonna sure. be like this for a while. Totally. Yeah.
1: Hey, i have been around for a year now. Is it been a year yet? Yeah, it's been a year.
0: Wait, you? It's. Oh my gosh! It, yeah. I forgot where we were in time right now. Like, you literally went into the show. April of 2016. Here we are. And here you are in San Francisco. Yeah. It's amazing. I know.
1: Mm-hmm. You're okay. I You're think sure? this. The, yeah. Okay. It's it's pretty loud. See there? See that little? Yes. We're making noise. We're
0: making those noises. Go yeah,
1: ahead. it's pretty. It's pretty hot. It's hot mic. Hot mic. Hot hot, hot mic. Um, okay, so what I love to do is like kind of find out where people came from originally, mm-hmm. how they got into the business. Sure. Uh, So where where did you have a very interesting story? It is, and I know some of your story because I was at Carnegie Mellon at the same time as your brother Gregory.
0: Yes, you were
1: Gregory Trico. And so where did you where were you born? Where did you
0: grow up? So I'm originally from Nassau, Bahamas, Uh and I was born and raised there. And uh, the family moved to Denver, of all places, right? (laughs) Um, uh, When I was about six years old, and I was lucky enough to like go back and forth between the Bahamas and Denver until right. I was 16, just wow. so I could make sure that like I still was connected to my Bahamian roots and that, you know, it's 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 a, a lot of things down there in the Bahamas are, you know, about culture and about um, family and stuff like that. And I think coming from such a big family, my parents want to make sure that I, you know, was still involved in the family. right um, So from there, um, when I turned to 16, oh my gosh, I started working in. Let's get into it. Six Flags, like summer theme park shows. So that was. Yes. The flag.
1: Was your brother doing that too? Yes,
0: totally. Right, right, okay. It was kind of like I this remember that. I remember it was like this big deal, randomly, yeah, like in Colorado. Like you were, you're in the Six Flags shows. Oh my gosh! Hell so like, yeah! But I, that created stamina and just like longevity, like literally, just like singing five times a day, right? Like thirty minute shows. Um, and then after doing that, I got accepted to our alma mater, CMU, <laughs> Carnegie Mellon University. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, it was, to be honest, it was, like, the first year was, like, a major adjustment. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, having to, like, you know, have many focuses in high school and then to, like, only be focused yeah. on acting in theater yeah. was a big transition for me. So after, I took, I did a year, and then I took a year off from school, and then I came back. Well, actually, I did some regional theaters on my year off. And right. I just, like, was making sure, like, because theater's a commitment, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, am I going to do this? Am I really going to do this? And I, I decided, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So I went back to school. Um... Mm. Graduated in two thousand nine, and then that was the beginnings of just like everything changing. So, I like graduated from musical theater, and right. then I'm from Carnegie Mellon in musical theater, and then from there, showcase happened. So I had you know all these opportunities to work with managers and agents, and I turned all of them down. Okay. And it was all right. the beginnings of me being an American Idol. Right. Yes. Right. So yes. with I was
1: hoping we'd be getting
0: into here that. Here we I go. <laughs> Right. So, it, so the, how American Idol works is, like, you can't do anything else. You can't be right. represented by anybody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have to drop everything that possibly would get in the way of your hopes of becoming an American Idol. Right. Um, and so the crazy thing was I did it. I auditioned. And I didn't make it very far. So, like, that was the first... Thing that I said right like, out of school, right out of school. So I'd had all these opportunities to, like, you know, be with agents, be with managers, and I turned it down and then did not get on American Idol the first time I auditioned for it. Right. So, like, it was the first time that I was like, oh, I guess I'm moving to New York City right now without any of the benefits that a lot of us are, are, are rewarded from going to Carnegie Mellon. Just like have an mm. opportunity to perform in front of agents, you know what I'm saying? That's a big deal. Yeah. And all of that work that I had done had been thrown away. So I had to go to New York City and figure out everything on my own. Wow. And it was. I'll probably like, in the long run very grateful that I had to go through that but it was very difficult you know what I'm saying having to like find you know my own representation you know find out auditions and like find out things that are good for me and then like so it was just it was a really trying time yeah and that's my first time in New York it was, it was more difficult um, than I expected also me being such a tall guy and uh-huh. me being racially how tall are you I'm 6'2 right. I'm 6'2 and I'm I'm over 200 pounds I'm like a broad guy do you know what I'm saying and also like racially ambiguous and uh-huh. at that time it wasn't a lot of things for me out there right. and I was like auditioning like a beast but then you know I would make it to callbacks and I would see myself in a room with all of these people and I clearly was the odd man out right. and it was like if they wanted to go in this direction I would be a choice you know what I'm saying I would be a like right. choice for them instead of what they probably were looking for Right. Um. And I got a little discouraged. I got a little discouraged, and then um, uh, I saw a way out. My family was going through some family issues, and I was like, I think I have to go be with my family right now. So I left New York, and then I moved right back to Colorado. Um, And my sister had just had a baby, and I was taking taking care of um, Marley, who's the best. Um, And then, of course, guess who comes knocking on my door again? American Idol. (laughs) So then, that's when I finally got got on American Idol, ah. and um, the first year that I did American Idol, I actually made it on the TV. I was in the top sixty. Right. Second time I did it, I made it. I was on the top twenty, right. um, and it was great. It was cool. Like it was an amazing experience that I would not take away from. The, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't delete that part from my life. But what it did, I would say the, the downside to doing American Idol, especially being someone who. I was 26 at the time. Right. You had to drop everything you were doing. Do you know what I'm saying? You had to yeah. be able to like run to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, wherever they needed wherever to send they were. you. On a whim. Like, I literally would get a call, Rory, on Monday, going, so the next round of auditions are happening on Thursday in Oklahoma City. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. How am I supposed to deal with this? And they go, figure it out. Because someone will be the American Idol, and you don't want to be this the reason why you didn't make it, do you know what I'm saying? So I'm
1: confused, though. So, like, they would call you up and say, like, you have to come to Oklahoma City mm-hmm. to come into this first round or to oh, be, like...
0: so that's what it was. So, like, after I had already been in a part of the family, they, yeah. they kept eyes on people and, you know, uh-huh. had, like, you know, reached out to some folks and, like, yeah, we'd like to see you audition again and stuff like that. But then, you know, the, every year the, the, the city switch where they have the audition so. Right. Um, you know conveniently one year it was Denver the next year it was Atlanta and so like I had to fly my behind all the way to Atlanta but there's four rounds Rory so like right. I fly out there once fly back to Denver and they'll go we need you back here on Thursday fly my behind right back out there wow. and then I'd be done make it past the next round fly back to Denver so it literally was this constant flying back that I was funding I was in control of Jim saying. so it was yeah. a it was a it was a choice and I get it why kids who are younger it's easier for them because you know they don't have to like take care of, you know, rent Yeah, utilities. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, well, f-
1: of course you're going to put everything you can into mm-hmm. this opportunity. But totally. as you get older, you're like, so am I going to put money towards this minuscule chance uh-huh. of getting something or am I going to have a 100% chance of staying in my apartment?
0: Exactly. And I'll say that, like, things happen. I, I had to move in with my parents for a little bit there. Yeah. I um, was couldn't keep and maintain a job because of the, you know, I kept on leaving at random times. That's, and then... that's,
1: that's actually, I think, something that people don't talk enough about, that like being able to maintain a side job is such a tricky thing. Absolutely. It's so important, but it's hard when you're being, when things are going semi-well. Totally. You know, like that, you know, so many times when I had a job, a side job, and I would get like a of the small theater production of something that paid me way less. Uh-huh. But I was like, well, I that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. I got to go take it. So you have to have a job that like will let you go do that. Exactly. And that's tricky.
0: And especially in New York sometimes right now, it was, it didn't seem to be like for me to get off for an audition in New York. Yeah. It was, it was hard. You know what I'm saying? And cause it's not, it's not their priority. Right. Do you know, they right. want to keep their business afloat and running. And, and, and so like, I get it. It, it, it's, It it wasn't easy, but then the reward of when you get to perform, or the reward when you get to see an audience just like going mad about you know like the work you just did. It's overwhelmingly just so satisfying that like you're like, you know who needs hot water? (laughs) 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 I don't need that. No, but um, but no, but like yeah, so. It, it, was a, it was a struggle but I found myself here and I, I, I'm a strong believer also in like things happen for a reason yeah. I was on American Idol I, I, I gave up certain opportunities to be on that show but I don't I will say if I wasn't on that show or if I didn't you know pass up those initial rounds of showcase offers I don't know if I would be in this room talking to you right now and that's something to be very grateful for. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. All, I'm, I, it leads you to where you need to end up. And I'm right here right now talking to you. And that's cool. Right. And you're
1: also here in a... You are so grateful and aware of the moment mm-hmm. that you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the less trouble you have to get to a moment like this, the harder it is to enjoy it. Yeah. And... For me, you know, I look back at those, at many, many years of of struggling and and working many side jobs Mm -hmm. as the greatest gift. You know, it doesn't feel like a damn gift when you're doing it. At all. At all. But I think that a lot of people, especially people who are listening to this, are in those jobs, you know, and know how... Disheartening it can be to wake Mm -hmm. up early and go to them. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think it's important when you're in this moment to realize that those jobs are not just something to be grateful for. They're the reason why we're here. Exactly. They're the reason why um, we got here. So you are going through this American Idol flying across the country situation, which I didn't realize that. Of course, they're just calling you up and saying, pretend like you're from Oklahoma City now. (laughs) Right, like
0: the- kind of. I mean, like literally, like it's. It's. Um. I always thought of it as like you know how do you condense somebody's life into a thirty second, yeah, little what do they call them? I forgot what they call them. You know how they do that? Like, exactly, a yeah. little thirty second package. Like, oh, yeah. this is Matheny Trico, and it's. I and it. It didn't ever really make sense because it was. I mean, I guess that's what American Idol is about. They're, they're trying to make an audience connect with who I right. am, right. whatever that means. You know right. what I'm saying? Um. But I mean, what was the question? I totally just forgot the question. No, I was, just,
1: I was just saying that must have been really crazy okay, oh, about that. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to say, because I want to bring it up, because I'm obsessed with it, is The Great British Baking Show. <laughs> and you may be wondering, <laughs> why are you bringing this up? I'm bringing it up because uh, I guess it's my podcast and I want to talk you about whatever it. Whatever you want. <laughs> but I'm obsessed with it. And if you are not watching it, Matheny, I suggest that you You brought do. it
0: up to me already. Like, oh, I
1: brought it up with everyone who's I'm, come across my I'm, path.
0: I'm, I'm, I need to get
1: Everyone about. in this cast thinks I'm a lunatic because I've been talking about it like crazy. But it just came on Netflix this month and it is oh, mesmerizing. But it, it's a reality competition show from Great Britain. Right. And the reason I bring it up is because they have those quote unquote package things about the contestants. Yeah. But they're literally a half second. They'll be like, Excuse me." they'll be like, Thomas enjoys cycling in the park and they will show him for... One second cycling in the park, and then they'll go back to the thing and, and like back to baking. They don't, they don't like try to like figure out how you can sympathize or sure. how you connect to each contestant. They're like, you just have to like their baking that I you can't of, taste. I'm into that actually. <laughs> you know? I'm kind of into that. If uh, you like cycling. That's it. Let's get to the baking, get ba- back to <laughs> the pastry. Yes, you know, and I just thought like that's so different from an American Idol mm-hmm. that literally is like. Going through the family diseases, the you know the poverty that like which absolutely is a wonderful when it's a wonderful story, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they're like really stretching or something, and it's also like I think not always gonna get you the best singer because they're looking for a story as well.
0: Exactly. And that's what I always used to say. When I was I was being in that environment and, you know, like when I finally got to Hollywood, you know what Hollywood Week is, you know, yeah. like, I'm literally surrounded by some of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my entire life. Right. Like, I'm hearing these voices and I'm like, oh, I'm getting cut tomorrow. I'm getting cut tomorrow. And, but like, they would get cut tomorrow and I would get, I would have no real understanding of how. Right. And then, you know, being, doing it two years in a row, I start going, oh, it just is that this person in their opinion just doesn't have enough of a, storyline right. to push them further. Right. But if they wanted to find, honestly, Rory, I'll say this, I will say this to the day is over. If they wanted to find the best singer mm-hmm. in the country, they were there. Yeah. Did they make it? Most likely not. Right. Like, I don't, I, ooh, I wish I remembered all their names. There's so many brilliant people that I was around.
1: Right. But and you were like, they, and they just they didn't just, make it through. They didn't make it through. Is That must be kind of a, an amazing experience to go through before you're in the business that we're in mm-hmm. because it's rare that you're in a big audition like that watching other people's yeah. talent you know like you have 15 minutes in an audition mm-hmm. in and out sometimes you hear the person or two before you through the door totally. but you were immersed with a a pack of really incredibly talented people watching them go away and i'm I, su- I suppose that isn't just about their story it's really like they're casting a tv show Absolutely. with a diverse group of people mm-hmm. of of men, women and all different types yep. and stories Absolutely. and it's it's got it really must have been a crash course mm-hmm. on casting for you.
0: Absolutely, because when I think of it as being in this world that we're in right now, yeah, you you said it so perfectly. It's casting. It's not about like if they wanted to get the ten best singers in the in the world, they would just do that. But it's right. a matter of like you know, I don't know what's on their their casting list or their or the sheets they go off of to figure out who's going to be on the season this year. Yeah, but there's something. You know, what I'm saying that they, we need the this. We need the this guy. We need the that girl. We need, you know, the one who can give us this kind of moment, they're they're figuring Mm. it out. Um, And you know, I I just assumed that that year that I made it very far on Idol, which was the Nicki Minaj, Mariah Carey season, right? Um, um, (laughs) I just felt that I just wasn't in their list of what they wanted to cast. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I just wasn't- Were they
1: even paying attention or just going at each other?
0: (laughs) Brian, Nick and Nick. oh my gosh! It was literally the tension was so thick, and I couldn't tell sometimes if it was being you know well, fueled by the producers or if these women really had some genuine beef. But like it was, right. it was probable. Like I saw it, I felt it. Right. Um, but I it, it was it was also so something like you know like I formed relationships with them, like yeah. I, and. Nicki Minaj was my homegirl. Mariah oh. Carey, I know that we had formed a relationship with each other. But it was the, the day. You know my this. husband
1: is the biggest Mariah Carey fan is in he? the world. Without any irony, he adores her. Well. A- absolutely. And now you are the most important person. I push me aside. He won't care about me. And that's why when he came to see the show and read your bio, he was like, he was on american I guess that's how I know him. And I'm like, oh, okay. He... <laughs> he, that, now I know exactly why. He, oh, we always watch American Idol, but I know that. Did you watch my season? Yes, you of course. Did? Oh my yes. gosh, it's
0: so crazy. Of course. So crazy. I can't wait to talk to him about that. I'm going to give oh, yeah. him all of the tea. He's he, going to love it.
1: He's... He's gonna need it. Oh my god. Especially after finding this out. Okay, yeah. so you go through that experience mm-hmm. and it's crazy. It's crazy. You you leave the that experience having learned a lot and mm-hmm. but where do you go from there after you've gone through it twice?
0: So I had just so I'd finished, I, I got back to Colorado and I was just like, hmm. It's a big, big shift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just being yeah. like, I'm LA for the past months, here I'm in Colorado and I went, Oh, I guess I'm moving to New York City. Right. I guess that's what's happening. Right. Now. But then I kind of got screwed because okay. in my contracts for Idol, I wasn't able to really do anything. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not able to. I was contracted to them for a certain amount of time, and in that amount of time, I wasn't able to do basically make any money off of any creative art. And me being the guy that I am, I, I'm a songwriter. I choreograph. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those are the things that I do. So it was like a little bit of a here we go again, Matthew not knowing how to you know hold down a job because the things that he's good at. I can't really, really do. So I found myself, you know, I was uh, serving, I was mm-hmm. um, doing basically things like that. I started getting into wedding bands and stuff like that. Oh, that yeah. A great, interesting time of my life. Um, but then as soon as my contract ended, I was like, okay, here we go. Like, it's, so we are going to New York City and we are going to get this life back on check and we are going to do what you came here for. I us. came here to do. Sure. And I literally <laughs> <laughs> land. And two months later, guess what show I saw at the Public Theater on their final preview? Wow. Hamilton. Right. And it was... Li- I've never in my life had such a clear, th- honest, like, thought where I went, oh, that's what I'm about to go do. Like, that's... Mm. D- I made a clear decision in my mind. I was like, I'm going to fight for that. Mm. I want to be a part of that. Right. When I saw the show... I don't know if I've ever told you this. I saw the show with the public. I literally had to, like... After the show, was Silver Bowels happened. I ran out of the theater and stood in a corner and literally manic cried mm-hmm. for about 30 minutes. Just like, yeah. Ugh, uh, like literally. And my brother had to come get me. He was like, are you okay? And I was like, I think this is what awe feels like. I'm in absolute awe right now of what I saw. Yeah. And I was like, I have to go do that. I was like, I want to go be in that. I want to go be in that. And that was literally the beginnings of me claiming what I wanted and doing everything I possibly could to make sure that I was at least in the room for, to make that a possibility. So right. I just made a reference to our show. You sure did. And I wasn't going to highlight it.
1: I was going to let it go. I really was. But, you know, you can't, it you can't, it. like, I mean, yeah, it's so part of you.
0: It was, so this was also, the, it was about getting back in and trying to find an agent, trying to find yeah. a manager. And um, that was one thing I would say. I love our school and I love what they taught me. One thing I didn't know how to do was honestly how to go about getting, you know, I'm sure you had a you had a manager right out of college. I don't know if you're the same person that do you have the same manager? <laughs>
1: I doubt it. No, my podcast listeners have heard oh, my story. Your I d- story. I, yeah, no, I did have, I did have a manager. I yes. doubt very highly it was the same. See, one in Los Angeles.
0: How did you? Did you? Did you have a struggle or a struggle? Did like? Do you know how to go about? getting Yes, a struggle. It's a struggle.
1: No, no, no. no, no. I, have, I had, I had a struggle out the gate. Like I didn't have any agents want to work with me. I didn't have. You didn't? Oh no, no, no. I didn't have. I had, I had one manager. God bless her. Who you know. uh. <laughs> Who, who who got me out on some auditions, uh-huh. but um, it was like crickets after my showcase. I didn't have anything in New York. It's so no, weird to me. My, The only thing I had in New York was one casting director said she wanted to meet with me. And when I called her to set up the appointment, she said, oh, no, no, I must have checked the wrong box. We don't need to have a meeting. I just need your headshot. And I was like, oh, but... I'd really like to meet <laughs> you, <with laughs> you, so I can say to someone that I met with somebody in New York. But like, you know, isn't
0: that crazy? And like, look at you now. But like, look at all that you've accomplished. All the things you've and, done. Like, that and, also shows you. Like, well, showcase is not real. The sh- you know, a mm-hmm.
1: showcase or
0: really anything.
1: Any you can't base anything off of one audition exactly. because right after that. After my showcase with Carnegie Mellon, which you know mm-hmm. that it, the, the build-up to it is like this is when right. everything's going to pay off mm-hmm. and you're going to have like all these opportunities. And I really had none. Mm-hmm. I really didn't have any. And I but I, I can't say that I had none. I had one little sliver of somebody sure. who said they would help me. And I said, OK, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to Los Angeles you which did. was not in the plan. I
0: totally And
1: I am going to work with this manager, and I started working at Gary Marshall's theater
0: Yeah.
1: and uh, was playing Richie Cunningham in Happy Days the Musical and, you know, earning just a few dollars for every show and working at the Irish pub across the street, Timmy That's Nolan. So and and that, you know, you, you can't draw a line forward. You mm-hmm. can only draw it backward. Yeah. But I can draw that line back from this moment of being in this show back to... Being in Los Angeles in that theater and and working at a, at a bar and I think that you're right though the struggle of of going about getting an agent getting representation getting just doing this stuff in this business mm-hmm. is almost harder uh, for people that come out of the the conservatory totally. situation mm-hmm. um, because we're just looking for that just out of showcase experience. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work out, then then what? Yeah. If those are over, then what? A lot of people, I think, that came from conservatory, as soon as their first agent or manager doesn't work out or they, they get dropped or mm-hmm. something, they're like, screw this business totally that i'm not so you much. know i'm not going to. and you know for me it was like figure it out mm-hmm. right off the bat yep. so it was like sink or swim so yeah so you had struggle then figuring out how to insert yourself back into
0: Absolutely. the business and also that i had i had um i started freelancing with a few people and you know and i i never understood it until i understood it but like you know you could have a manager and you can have an agent but sometimes they just don't Work for you. <laughs> I'm like you don't ma- you don't make sense together, and I didn't know. I thought I was just like, well, you know, it's always been a struggle with me. I'm weird. I'm tall. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I, this is just my life. And then I ran into this guy who was really interested in signing me, and I was like, okay, whatever. And so we just meshed well as people. And then out of nowhere, it was just like audition, 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 audition. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm how not, I'm not used to this. What is right. this? And he was like, oh, this is how we roll here. Like, I'm going to get you a job very soon. And I was just like, okay, sure. Okay. And literally, Roy, when I tell you that, like, I got signed and I had Hamilton two months later. Wow. And I even got some big auditions. I would went in for Aladdin. Do you know what I'm saying? I had an oh, audition wow. for that I had to turn down because I made uh I got Hamilton. Charlie uh Charlie Chocolate. Charlie what is that show? Charlie, Charlie Chocolate Charlie Chocolates. That's just like condensed Charlie and Chocolate. Charlie and Chocolates. chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like it's just a matter of like, you know, someone that you vibe with and someone who gets what you're actually trying to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I realized I had that, we were just we were I was flying through it. And you know, granted I didn't get everything, obviously, but I got something that I was Oh my! Like like just getting in rooms is is so
1: insanely important. exciting mm-hmm. because it's you realize how hard it is yeah. just to get into the auditions. Absolutely! I remember when I first got started, there was some quote of of uh, actor saying, I think Christopher Reeve saying that you know, for you, every one hundred auditions, oh. you might get one, mm-hmm. and that makes the other ninety nine worth it. And I was like, I would kill for ten <laughs> auditions. <laughs> If I had ten exactly. auditions and one of them was a callback mm-hmm. at that at this point, you know it's it's hard to get them. I was like, yeah, Christopher Reeve, mm-hmm. you know, this beautiful leading man mm-hmm. right out of college, tons of auditions, and that seems normal. But totally. you know, for guys like us, it's not as as typical. So you you find the right person, mm-hmm. which I think is so important. Yeah, and and you're right, people just want to get quote-unquote signed, and they think that they'll just start getting sent out. Mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't understand you or get you or isn't excited about you, it's not going to really do you much good just to have a piece of paper signed between the two of
0: you. Exactly.
1: So tell me about your... Audition, or here's how you found out, or how you got into Hamilton? How how Hamilton yeah. happened?
0: So it was a it was crazy. It was such a cool thing. So like I have been waiting. Like and ha- you know you know how it works. Like Hamilton was without original Broadway cast. Like it was like locked in. You know what I'm saying like yeah. they weren't leaving it anytime soon. So there were no need for like real auditions for Hamilton for right. a little bit. But then um, long story short, um, David had left, and I think he'd just gotten um, his television show. So like it was a quick adjustment that needed to happen on Broadway. Uh-huh. And so they they called out a lot of guys who just shown up for the equity open call. And I literally was there the day before and they'd yeah. seen me. So they're like, do you mind coming so in? So you went to that equity open call? Yes. Okay. I went to, uh, equity. So yes. That was the first Great. time that I'd ever been seen yeah, yeah, yeah. for Hamilton. Um so I went, I saw it then they called us and like, just learn all this Lafayette and Jefferson information. Um, information uh, sides, mm-hmm. just get that done, and then come in and we'll get this party started. There's
1: so much information, it really is so information. Much information.
0: <laughs> Let's be real about it. Yeah. It was the whole show, guys. Yeah. I yeah. learned the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was the crazy thing it was Greg was at the same audition. So Greg and I were going in. Wow, Greg's my brother, brother everyone. Mm-hmm. We went in for the same audition, wow. and um, we both made it past three rounds, and then I got cut after that third round. And Gregory continued forward. Gregory eventually didn't actually not get the role. Uh-huh. They ended up. They eventually gave it to Seth. That's when Seth got took over the role. Right. And then from there, um, I don't. I think another thing happened where they did a quick replacement of something, and then Greg got called in, and Greg got cast as the Burr and uh, George Washington, Watchers, Washington cover. cover. Yeah. yeah, And so, but then Greg was like, you know, kind of was like, yeah, I hear that, you know, that they might call you back in. And I was like, okay, whatever, cool, whatever. Right. And um, out of nowhere, they called me in for the ensemble. Oh. And I had this, I, I was very slow at the time. I didn't realize that they were calling me in for the West Coast Company. Right. Um. So I was like, I was just grateful to be called back and I was like, let's do this. So the ensemble track that I was going to cover was going to cover Mulligan and Washington. Right. And so I went in and they were like, could you just do the Mulligan stuff to see if we're good to go? And I was like, let's go. And I did it and, you know, just did my thing. Mm-hmm. And the casting director was like, hold on. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they were like. Will you just focus on Mulligan, and I was like, sure. Still like Rory, unaware of anything. I was like, but right. you know, just doing my job. Right. And then I left, and then I got, a, and then I got my um, callback notice, and it said, just focus on Mulligan. Like we feel like Mulligan would be a good fit for you. And I was like, cool, whatever. And then I went, and it's so amazing. I met with Patrick,
1: uh-huh.
0: and Patrick was my second audition. The associate director. Yes, the associate director, and um, yes, who's the best? Um... And we had a little work session with each other uh, right. on the second day. And I don't know, it just felt like you know, like, you know, when you feel like this audition's going correct, like you're yeah. feeling the vibe. We're going, we're going at the right tempo. When here. it feels more
1: like a rehearsal exactly. than an audition.
0: Exactly. It felt like that. We were all vibing and we had like good communication with each other. And then um they were like, okay, so we're just gonna, you know, do it for Tommy and for Lack and for I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, here we go. And so then the next day I came in, and I always say this, there was a sense of calm. I don't know how your audition was for Hamilton, uh-huh. but I had a sense of calm and a sense of just like, I knew that this is what I wanted and I was not going to be the person to get in the way of that. Right. And you know that it is. We always get in the way of ourselves. Sure. It's like, you know, oh, am I going to hit this note? Or oh, are they going to like me? Or, oh? you know, it's all yeah. these things get in the way. And I walked in and I felt like I was just meeting with my director and my musical director we were about to work on this scene together. Yeah. I had the job already in my brain. I was like, I act like I have the job. I'm going to get this job. Right. And I walked in there and I did, I did the entire role of Mulligan Madison. Let's be real. it was a lot of it. Yeah. And um, there was this moment. I never told Tommy Kill this. I saw Ta- Tommy Kill was sitting forward. He sat back. And then he put his arm around Lack and whispered something into his ear. Uh-huh. And that was the moment that I went, did I just get the show? Right. Did I get the show? And I was like, but no. Wait until that. Wait until that call comes. All right? right. So don't don't be jumping ahead. Um, You're a
1: very different person than I am because I would have had the. I would have been like, "That's when he whispered in Laxier, he's not gonna work.
0: We're gonna he have was to go back to the drawing board." With, he was smiling though, so I was like, uh-huh. "This feels positive. This feels like positive." But then I I walked over there like, "Do you mind ch- chilling out there for a second? I was like, "Sure." Josh was outside waiting to go in right after me. Wow. Right. So mm-hmm. crazy. Um. And then they called me back in and then they were like, great, all right, so we just, you know, want to thank you so much for all of that brilliant work you just did. I was like, thank you, I'm just grateful to be here and they were like, great. And then I left and I literally assumed that I'd at least be called back in for a dance callback. Right. They called me the next minute and offered me the role and Rory, the knees buckled and I fell to the ground because it's such a great moment when you know yeah. that like, you know, at the time I was bartending. Yeah. At a bar that, with all love and respect, I didn't want to be at anymore. It's just, you know, when I didn't want to be doing that with my life. Yeah. And then to know that I was going to have the opportunity to use my degree. <laughs> Do you know what I'm
1: yes, you carry it you with you it at all times. All the I'm time, I'm like, "Matheny, you don't have to carry that with you to the
0: stage." <laughs> it's on me at all times. <laughs> Literally, guys, I'm doing Mulligan Madison holding my degree. Okay, <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's just like something that's just is so rewarding and. How many kids do this? Yeah, and don't even get an opportunity to be. In, you know, it was a big moment for me that I was just really grateful for. And I'm so grateful. I told you, I still don't know that I'm in the show. Yeah. am I in the show right now? You
1: are. You just you were in between shows. Actually, <laughs> you
0: have another one in like we five have, minutes. We have yeah, yeah. No, right.
1: I I I think that's a beautiful story, mm-hmm. and I think that you are. You know, there's a, I want to talk to everybody in the cast, yeah. but I knew that I wanted to talk to you first because, you know, I think that getting a call to be in Hamilton while you're bartending is such an important story for all of us to, mm-hmm. to remember and and know that that bartending is part of. This the gig. It's part of the living the dream. As this podcast is called "Living the Dream," yes, and that is part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know the positivity and gratitude that you bring into every performance and every rehearsal. It makes you a better actor. It makes you Matheny a better person to work with. And I know that's that's the feeling that I get from everyone in this cast. But you know, I think that's where it comes from. You know, is 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 knowing. What you have, right. and um, I know that sounds crazy. People are like, well, who wouldn't know what they have in Hamilton? But it, it's, it, and Let's I would say like that it. most people do in 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 the Hamill fam. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, it, it's it's hard to remember how how difficult it was out there, and for you to go straight from the bar to Madison Mulligan
0: is 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 overwhelming.
1: Yeah. What's uh, it like what's it like now that you and Gregory are both in the Hamel fam, your fam, the Trico so fam, crazy. is in the Hamel fam.
0: <laughs> um, what is that like? It's crazy. I don't know if I said this to you. Greg and I have the exact same life. Like literally. Like the exact same life. Like we both went to Carnegie Mellon. Right. We both we're on uh, uh, television shows. Like he was on Pop Stars. I was on American Idol. Right, you know Pop Stars. Right. Oh
1: my God! I, mean, literally. I forgot about Pop Stars. I was in New York when he was on Pop That's Stars. So I went to go visit him. <laughs> <laughs> oh right? my God.
0: And my now here brother. we are in Hamilton together. So no, like you it's, it's, are.
1: You You guys are so similar. Mm-hmm. That's why I've told you. I feel like I know you way better than you I are. do because I'm just like, I went to college with you even though you're a younger man than I am. Totally. I didn't go to college with you, but you're so much like your brother.
0: We are very similar. But like so dramatically different at the same point. There's something about us that's so same, so different. Uh, but I just, the idea that I get to do this with my brother, my best friend, And then we're also doing it, but, like, doing different things and getting to experience different sides of this is something that I never assumed would have happened. And at the same point, it's something that I don't know if it will ever happen again. And so, like, I'm being very, I'm trying to, like, live in these moments and be grateful that I'm sharing an experience with my brother, whether or not being in the same company. I'm sharing this with him as well. Yeah. And we get to, you know, I can call him and talk about things about Hamilton, and I don't have to preface anything. He knows, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? So like yeah. it's just, it's really, really cool. No, and um, I, you know, and
1: you also, you were there for your brother when he made his debut. Yeah. And you didn't know at that time.
0: I literally, that's, that's I love that you just said that. I went in for my first audition for the, for these rounds, for, right. for the West Coast tour. The Friday before, Gregory went on for the first time on Thursday. I found out that Monday I'd been cast as. Wow. And it was so funny. We never oh, talked I remember. Remember, we were we, there at the totally, theater yes. till,
1: for like 30, 40 minutes. Yes. And walked out. It, took, it was such a great moment celebrating your brother being the totally. show. I had no idea that you were going through the process. You didn't know at the time. No, no. I didn't know that you were that so you were crazy. going through that. But um, I think that it's really beautiful that you were able to give that love and support to your brother in that way. Mm-hmm. I think that can be tricky. I think that it's hard for, you know, couples in the business, sure. siblings in the business to remember that somebody else's success is not your failure. Totally. And to watch you watch your brother I thought was such a it was it was so beautiful and how perfect that that was not repaid, but that you know the 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 positive energy that you gave to your brother, is something that came back to you, and Thank and you. you guys can support each other in in the Hamel, fam.
0: Hamel fam, Hamel Bros, and the Hamel fam. It's really awesome. On different coasts. It's really amazing. It's crazy.
1: Well, thank you so much for doing this. That thank was pretty know. painless, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, lots so of fun. Good.
1: Well, you got to tell the rest of the cast so that they'll. I will be talk your biggest supporter. Be like, you guys, you have to we talk to it. Rory. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it was
0: Rory helped me through everything <laughs> I was going through. Yeah, tell them
1: it's a therapy <laughs> session. I'm sure they'll love is... <laughs> to come. <laughs> they'll love it then. All right. Thank no. you so much for doing this. Thank I really appreciate no, it.
0: Thank you. This was fun. Anytime. If All you right.
1: Let's 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 give John, the drummer, back his room his and room. go do Hamilton.
0: Let's do this again. All right. All right. Audition, side job, swimming upstream. Believe it
1: or not, you're living the dream.